day before my birthday will be the premiere of Transformers Rise of the Beasts. So Adan and I, we're going to look back at the original, the one that started it all, 2007's Transformers. Rotten Tomatoes has it at currently now 58% by the critics, by the audience, 85%. Which one do you think we're going to be favoring? More than me, guy. Welcome back to the Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Where we give you a review at least once a week. Spoilers. So this is going to be more like a, is it safe to say a throwback review? I, I mean, it's been out long enough that you'd be safe to say it's a throwback. It was yeah, like, uh, what? Just shy of 20 years. Pretty much. I just finished rewatching it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this. Originally when I saw it and... Even now, when I saw it, you have the amazing talent of Shia LaBeouf, the hot, oh my God, so hot, Megan Fox, she's in it. You have also Josh Dolomel, I said that mm-hmm. right, Therese Gibson, I think right around his, I knew he was right starting his, because he's a musical artist, that turned actor, Fast and Furious was all in that, and all that jazz. He did a couple of films beforehand, but yeah. You have Anthony Anderson, one of his early films. Mm-hmm. John Voight, John Turturro, amazing. Kevin Dunn, Julie White, who played the parents, the Australian girl, Rachel Taylor. It was a good cast, in my opinion. But then you also have the voices, Optimus Prime himself. Peter Cullen. You just resaw it, right? And what are what are your thoughts? Is it worth the rewatch? Is it is it still hold up? I would say it's still a very good film. Yes, yeah, I, I don't very entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it's directed, absolutely. It's, dir- it's directed by Michael Mann. You mean Michael Bay? Other, what did I say? Michael Mann. Yeah, it's directed by Michael Bay. He's done The Rock. He did Bad Boys. It's like, oh, do you know? There's like um, I'll send it to you, but there's a um, a theory of The Rock, that Sean, Con- Sean Connery's character is actually James Bond. I can see that. And it made some sense. It's like, oh. And because, you know, James Bond really is just a tag. It's not really his name. True. And his call sign is 007. I think that's true. Anyway, um, yes, it holds up still. There are some things that are a little dated. Some of the special effects lack. They, didn't, they need to update the special effects. Of course, you have the cell phone, which are the flip phones before the smartphone. That's minor. But the, the film is very much of its time. It was set at a certain time in, uh, like, in the early two thousands. I have plenty of things that say what year it is around that time. I just didn't capture mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're gonna jump right into it, I like one of the things I didn't like, and I'm still not a big fan of, is the whole shaky cam thing. That movie was one of the first great examples for me of shaky cam, where I like I was watching it and I'm like. Wow, I'm so shook right now just watching this film. The big climactic fight scene mm-hmm. was all CGI. And then you really, even though there's so much CGI being done, and it's all really detailed, super, super detailed, you still can't follow along because not only are they very clunky machines that are just hitting each other, they're also like rattling the camera super hard. So well, like, I'm getting that. disoriented. Right, not just that, but the thing is, when you have metal against metal and it's up close, it looks like more metal. Well, no, you just can't tell who is who. That was even more prevalent in the sequels. Here it was uh, still cleaner. It's like I've watched all the sequels. It's still the cleanest one. Talking about bad stuff, what was something you didn't enjoy? I'm I'm going into the negative first. Did or didn't? Didn't. 
what I did not like was was it the parents? No, the parents were awesome. Was it the uh, with the secret agent man? No, I loved him too. <laughs> they were great. Now. No, it was the, the the silver character from Soundwave, the little thing. Was that supposed to be Soundwave? I don't know. I think so. That's one of his. I don't know what the shit was, but it was to yeah. me. It was yeah, it was like borderline corny because I remember Soundwave in the other movies, and it was way different. But mm-hmm. I see what you're talking about. Like you know what I'm talking about, right? That that can mm-hmm. it became it was like at first a little uh, like a CD boombox, then it, it turned into it got decapitated, turned into a cell phone. The production of this movie was not cheap. Oh, absolutely. Michael Bay put money into it. Mm-hmm. He definitely did get his point across. And again, it is entertaining. It's somewhat believable in a way that it doesn't look so fake. The CGI and all the stuff, special effects. Mm-hmm. Done very well, except for that one droid. But again, that 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 character was felt like it was too long. It was like Jar Jar Binks from Star Wars, where it's just a little annoying, too much of it, and it kept on like coming back, which it could have been done like long time ago. Yeah, did like how we get a sense of how they become what they do, like how they can mimic, they can read a car or read a mechanic mm-hmm. and become that. They do like I'm the so predator glad. scan and then all of a sudden become it. Right. I'm glad they didn't do that. They didn't keep it like the cartoon with Megatron. Where he turns into a gun. Right. I'm so glad he <laughs> didn't do that. They can't because of toys. Well, not just that. It just doesn't make any sense because Megatron in the, the toy thing is a handheld gun that becomes a huge beast you can't do that being a plane it can make smart being a ship or whatever a plane a jet fighter that makes it more believable well i mean it never made sense also like a sound wave turned into a uh, sony walkman set player uh and and it was just as big as megatron Um, exactly the the only reason they explained that in the cartoon was because they had the ability of what's called like mass shifting is they so they can make themselves larger and smaller accordingly it was not the biggest explanation in the world. But fun fact for Megatron, and, and they changed his character to a, a tank years ago before the movie. And that was because regulations for toys made it so that you can't have a, him be like a wow. toy. Because that, that toy existed and oh, it yeah. looked like a real gun. No, I remember. And it was heavy. Yeah, because there was like metal in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there was like, you can't sell that toy today. So they yeah. turned him into a tank. It makes more sense because of the the massiveness of Megatron. them when they the Megatron or all any of the the bots that when they change or transform, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, it becomes to that size. The one part I did not like or seen is when Wickwicky and the Autobots come to his house and they're walking and trying to be sneaky and at the parents. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" No other neighbor can see them, and they're mm-hmm. walking. With each step they take, they sh- it, the earth should shake. It should almost feel like an earthquake every time. Oh, yeah. But again, that's a scene that's a little too long. But the dynamic with the parents and the son, great. I, I thought, yeah, it's a great dynamic. Better than our review on the parents with Spider-Man into and across the Spider-Verse. It's fair. You have a kid who wants to be on his own. You don't. He, he doesn't feel. The, doesn't follow the. The tripe of him wanting to be better, looking for adventure, it just happens for him. He didn't ask for it. He wasn't looking for it. Kind of like he wasn't Luke looking 
across the horizon at the two suns, wishing for a better life? There's usually one or two things. He's the guy that wants the adventure, or there's the guy that wants to get the girl. And then the adventure finds him because of that. He's the guy that wants to get the girl. It's like, if you didn't put stuff on eBay, you wouldn't have got roped into this adventure. Yeah, but... I don't know, because he seemed like a regular kid, just like a regular kid who wants a who wants the hot girl. Here you go. It's a variation of Revenge of the Nerds. Get me there. Okay, these nerds, right? They're not jocks. They're not looking. They're not models. Uh huh. That and that was their competition. At the end of Revenge of the Nerds, they get the girls. The good-looking guys are now left to the side because their true beauty, the jocks, and are truly ugly inside. Mm, okay, okay, so we're him through his adventure of what happened and him trying to save the world and her bonding with him trying to save the world as well. He gets the girl and she's tired of her boyfriend, Jock, who and it's also kind of like that movie is some kind of wonderful. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Never did. It's a good movie. It's a good coming of age movie. Anyway. Okay. We go back here. To me, the, the greatest parts, the action was good. It, yeah. I'll, I'll give it that. I'll agree with the action being good. It was everyone who are not Transformers, the parents. Sam Wiki, uh, Witwicky, McKella, the special agent played by John Turturro, Anthony Anderson, he was great in it. Mm-hmm. Trying to be all like macho and he'll cry at, at a moment's notice. And it's a typical Michael Bay movie where you have good looking guys and hot women. And explosions. Right? And explosions, yes. Up the yin-yang. Mm-hmm. This is an entertaining movie. Is it meant to get Oscars or anything like that? No. No. But it's definitely meant to entertain you far more than the, the sequels. I did enjoy part two. The other ones get a little kind of like Fast and Furious, a little over the top. Yeah. Even though this first came out, Bumblebee and Transformers Rise of the Beasts, there are supposed to be prequels, yes? Yes. So uh, Bumblebee so is like trans- roughly so trans- 20 years prior to this one. Okay. Even though. It didn't feel like that. I had to watch Bumblebee again to see, like, in a sense of what they had. I mean, it's set in the 80s. No, I understand, yeah. but like cell phones and things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? And so Rise of the Beast is a sequel to Bumblebee. Yes. Yes, yes. It's okay. In and the, so like this is a, seven years after Bumblebee, I want to say. Okay. Now, I am going to watch it. I do. I am entertained. I have not watched all the Transformer films. I mean, I used to watch the show growing up as a kid, of course, after He-Man. Mm-hmm. This is not Shakespeare. This is not The Godfather. No. And this is, it is not meant to be. It is not meant to be. Take it as is. You have good, interesting characters. You have great action. You have the pace is good. It, it rolls. Transformers is a franchise that's meant to be upfront, visually entertaining. And then secondly, and arguably most importantly, sell toys. Right. It's a giant toy commercial, uh, the, the entire franchise. And this is coming from a guy who is a world-renowned Transformers fan as far as toys and, like, and, collector, and, yes. and collectors and memorabilia. I got a ton of stuff I probably should never have bought. And I still do. Um, you and me both. <laughs> uh, so in that category, if you sum up this movie, yeah. Job well done. It's an entertaining film. Hits that. You're right. It's not Shakespeare. Does it have flaws? I personally think it does have flaws. As a toy fan and whatnot, I was never a big fan of how they executed it into toys for the design. Very clunky. Very like some of the iconic designs just weren't there. Megatron. I was you know, Megatron has been through multiple iterations, but Starscream. Yo, Starscream looks like a Dorito. 
He looked like a giant Dorito with stick legs. Optimus Prime, I accepted that. Bumblebee, you gave him, you spiced him up, guys. Michael Bay didn't like him as Volkswagen. I grew up with a Volkswagen in my house. I had no shame in well, that. Well, that's the Easter egg. <laughs> that's the Easter egg in that sense because when he shows up in the dealership, he lies himself right next to a Volkswagen. Yes, that is the Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I personally didn't mind that. He had to upgrade it one way or another. I do like the fact that Bumblebee couldn't talk normally. He had to... But did use... you catch he could talk normally at the end of the movie for no reason? Yeah. I think his friend, who was like a repair guy, one of the bots, was able yeah. to adjust. Yeah. But then he goes back again to... I can't talk. Yeah. Yes. I guess he needs... He need, I guess he needed... Um, his friend there, but it was just t- quick. It was like temporary, but mm-hmm. they, in Bumblebee, they explain that I think of why he can't talk. They do. Yeah. But again, I it makes no like sense it. because it, it, he goes back to that. And then now I've seen the other movies and I know like all the way until the fifth movie that he still couldn't talk. And then he comes back to talking again in the fifth movie. Again, I have some issues with the Michael Bay verse. I, get, I, I, I totally get it. The, con- <laughs> the continuity of it, I get it. I mean, thank God he doesn't do it anymore. Yes. I see him, I see him at the gym all the time. You do? Oh, yeah. He's in, he lives in South Beach. Uh. <laughs> all he does is wears the same outfit, and he walks back and forth. I don't see him work out whatsoever. He just walks <laughs> back and forth. Again, the ratings. Critics, yep. 58%. Audience, 85%. I'm with the audience on this, 85%. Again, because of the talent, visually, physically, all, all the above to me. And again, you can't, Optimus Prime's voice, that alone is worth 85% or 80%. Optimus Prime's voice is iconic. It is super iconic. Okay, so rating-wise, I would give it, I'm actually going to be lower, surprisingly. I'm going to be like 83 it's an entertaining film. I would watch it, but at the same time, I'm not hooked into it. There's a lot of other things nowadays that I would be more hooked into. All right. If you can, off the bat, out of all the Transformer movies that you have seen, yeah. where does this one rank, Number in two. your opinion? Which is your which was your first one, then? Bumblebee. Oh, you like Bumblebee better? Yeah, yeah. When we do our review of Bumblebee, we'll talk about that. Why? Is it because of Haley? No, actually. Okay. <laughs> I would have been mine. The other, it, it's just it flowed better for me, and it seemed more in in, in line with the franchise. The uh, franchise or the storyline of the comic of the cartoon and stuff like that. That that's the franchise to me. The storyline, the cartoon, comic. You know, okay. it, it just not the, not the movie franchise. Oh God, no! It felt like a whole different universe, right? And and that's why for the longest time, I was like, oh no, that's a separate film. It can't be part of Michael Bay. It can't be part of my, like in denial. It can't be part of the universe. Okay, real quick before we sign off. Yeah. Does Optimus Prime make an appearance in Bumblebee? Okay, that makes no sense then. And he's going to make an appearance in this movie too. I'm saying he he and his cohorts, whatever, his partners, whatever, they crash. Yeah. They crash. And he's 100% in Rise of the Beast. Okay, now I'm totally lost. Exactly. Unless it's unless an Elseworld thing. No, and, and like that's why I was... Like, a, like another multiverse thing? Elseworld thing I was down for. But then I read in like Collider, I think it was Collider that said, like, no, nah, for sure it's a prequel. And I was like, no. I mean, 
Unless they say, unless, like, at the end unless, of the movie, he goes away again just to come right. back, which makes right. no sense. It doesn't. But unless that is the case, all right. But they should make they should make a thing where because like okay, for Transformers, yeah, they told a backstory of Sam Wickwicky's grandfather. Yeah, where is that story? Okay, so you want to get really messed up here? Oh, great! Uh, I think it's in Transformers Five: The Last Night. Where they have like Anthony Hopkins there. And he's uh-huh. talking about how Transformers have been a part of human history since the Knights of the Round Table. And they, like, no. and they fought with Merlin. But what really messes you up, I could live with alternate Transformers that turn into dragons in the Knights of the Round Table times. But then he goes, in World War II, Bumblebee helped fought the Knights, the Nazis. And they show a clip. And I'm like, whoa, how does this happen? That's the case. Everyone would know about Bumblebee and the Transformers. It, I know, I know. I, I'm like, okay, so things like, don't add like, up, right? It's kind of like Wonder Woman '84, where she shows up at a mall, but then no one knows who she is. Like later on, like Bruce Wayne does not know who she is, even mm. though people took pictures and, like, there's, and there's some security cameras filming. Polaroids don't age well. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> but what are we even talking about? That doesn't age well. That. What she took in the World World One was a Polaroid camera. Was that Polaroid? Was a pretty much of a Polaroid because ah. you take a picture and then, right, with the with the fire spark, whatever that gives the lighting. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, it was, it was like a Polaroid. It was a, a old version of a Polaroid. But anyway, mm-hmm. all right. So like Star Wars, <laughs> go ahead. Time is irrelevant, and also um, continuity. I agree with that. So that's so, so that's what you're saying. So Transformers, as a whole, based on the films itself, is, is a combination of Star Wars films and Fast and Furious films. Is yeah. that safe to say? That's yeah, there's always a car. From what chase you're telling scene. me, from what you're telling me, because I stopped watching after the first one with Mal Wahlberg. I think that's four films. That was uh yeah that was the fourth film. Is he? But is he in tw- two of them? Yeah, he was in the second. He was in the fifth one, which makes no sense too. How they got together makes no sense. I may have, I may watch. Oh God! Oh, you I may watch to yourself now. Oh, I know. I may watch to see the whole thing. The, I already saw the Transformers. I'm going to see Bumblebee, but I'm going to see the other films, the sequels. Mm-hmm. Ugh. They're long too. Final thoughts: Is this worth a watch? I would still say, as low as the score as I gave it, I would still say yes, it's worth a watch. There's a hold up. Yeah, actually it does. Action is great. Again, story is basic, but the performance from Shia LaBeouf, you feel Good. you feel it. The parents, Fun. awesome. They're like the comic relief. So was John Totoro's character, mm-hmm. the agent, comic relief. Uh, Anthony Anderson, even though it was a small role, it, it gave some polarity there. The military were okay. I can understand that. You, you need, you, I think you do need the military to be there somehow because of a threat, alien threat. So you definitely need them in there somehow, some way. Helps move the story along in that aspect. Yeah. Worth to own? I own it. It's an entertaining movie. The hell with it. It is a great entertaining movie. Are there other things out there better? Oh, hells yeah. But there are some things out there far yeah. worse too. True, true. Alright guys, that is our throwback review of Transformers. If you have a movie or show for us to review, please let us know in the comments below or email us at tales2bros at gmail.com. 
Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you, too.